Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to some friends. Hello to Finn, who is five, and Mackenzie, who is three, from Washington, D.C. Hello to Quinn Lee from Calgary, Alberta. Hello to Tallulah Moon Husby from Venice, California. Hello to Jack and Ella Schroeder, who are three and five, from Grandview Heights, Ohio. I'd like to say happy birthday to Grace from Naples, Italy, who is turning six on January 10th. And happy birthday to Karina, who is turning nine on January 11th. And a happy birthday to Tavian, who is turning six in January. A very happy birthday to you all. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you, Finn and Mackenzie, Quinley, Tallulah, Jack and Ella, Tavian, Grace, and Karina for your support. It's so nice meeting all of you. This story is about a girl named Mary. Mary loves math and knows that she will be a great mathematician someday. She works very hard every day, but after a while feels like she doesn't know what she wants to do anymore. She talks to her tutor about this, and Miss Ross decides how she can best help Mary with this problem. Mary's Dream Many years ago, in a far-off land, there lived a young girl who was destined to be the greatest mathematician the world had ever known. She knew this because her teacher told her so, and her mother told her so, and her father told her so. Her name was Mary, and her days were filled with school, work, and study. Her nights were filled with dreams. She lived in a small house in a small city underneath the cover of lovely lush trees that blossomed with flowers each year in the spring to announce the coming of summer. She lived in the house with her mother and father a small beagle, a tabby, and a fish called Charlie. Her older brother had left home that year to attend university, but was now backpacking all around the world. Every week, she would wait for her brother's letters and postcards to arrive, which always included pictures of exotic places and stories telling of his adventures. Mary missed her big brother very much. This day was much like any other, 
At 6.30 a.m., her beagle Hilbert jumps up on her bed to wake her by licking her face until it was a gooey mess. She then washes, brushes her teeth, gets dressed, and is sitting at the kitchen table by 6.45. Her father, who works from home, always has her breakfast prepared. A boiled egg, oatmeal, tea, and some nuts. Mary doesn't like the oatmeal very much, but she loves tea. Her mother will then walk over and give her a kiss on the cheek as she goes out the door, coffee in hand, to begin her long commute to her office. By 7.15, Mary and her father are in the car so that she can be dropped off for early morning band practice. Her father says structure is very important, but Mary thinks that a little change, some excitement, might be better. After band practice, Mary attends a number of classes in math, science, and a couple required classes in the arts. She loves her creative writing class. As her teacher, Mrs. McDonald would also ask that the students use their imagination to create something fantastic and new. It was scary looking at a blank page. Math was comforting in its rules and logic. But Mary always enjoys writing about far-off places that she hasn't visited yet. Places with strange animals, different smells, lots of color, and no oatmeal. After school, Mary would be tutored in math by a professor from the university. She liked Miss Ross, as she always presented problems with such enthusiasm and thought all the world's problems could be solved by equations. After her class with Miss Ross, it was home for dinner at six. It was always six. And dinner was often somewhat the same, a meat, a vegetable, and a starch. After dinner, it was homework and math practice. While her days were very busy, the time just before sleep was hers to enjoy as she wished. She loved to read stories about adventurers or stories about far-off places. Many nights, she would look at the postcards and letters her brother had sent her from the many places he had traveled to. He didn't say much, but in the last note, he told her to follow her dreams. She thinks about what he said a lot.
But while she would lay there and daydream about all the places that her brother went, she seemed to be more and more confused about her dream. What is my dream? She would think to herself. All I do is study math and follow the dreams of others. What do I want to do? It used to be very clear, but lately, not so much. This is a question she would often ask Hilbert. But though Hilbert was only a dog, he often gave the best advice. Go outside and play, he would answer, or go for a walk. Hilbert wouldn't say this literally, of course, but whenever Mary asked him any questions, he would immediately bark excitedly, run and grab his leash in his mouth, and prance at her bedroom door. His ideas usually worked out well, as Mary always felt better after taking a break from studying to go outside for a walk, throw the ball for Hilbert, or to simply breathe in the smell of the trees. Mary decided that she would ask Miss Ross tomorrow how to rediscover her dream. Who better to ask than an expert problem solver, she thought. So Mary, do you have any questions about the material we covered today? Or do you have a problem you would like us to work on? Asked Miss Ross. Well, Mary hesitated. I do have a problem that I would like to work on with you, but it might be too silly or simple. Nothing is too silly or simple. And sometimes the simplest problems are the hardest to solve, said Miss Ross. Okay, well, I don't know what my dreams are anymore, said Mary quietly. What do you mean, Mary? Can you define the problem more clearly? Asked Miss Ross. I mean, every day I do the same thing. I do the things that other people ask me to do. And though I love working with numbers and solving problems, I don't really know what my dreams are, said Mary. You once told me that you spent time in the evening reading books or looking at your brother's letters or simply daydreaming about far off places, said Miss Ross, somewhat puzzled. Yes, I still do that. Okay, so you mean you don't know what your purpose is? Could that be it? asked Miss Ross. I guess so, said Mary quietly. One of my goals of our sessions together is to unlock the power and beauty of mathematics and enable you to enter this magical world the way I did. I can't speak for your parents, but maybe we have forgotten to check in with you as to how you feel and what you want. Miss Ross continued, 
I have an idea, but I'll have to check with your parents first. The next day when Mary came to study with Miss Ross, she noticed that Miss Ross was dressed more casually than normal and had her coat on. You can leave your jacket on, Mary. We are going for a walk, she said. Outside Miss Ross's office was a large park full of trees, paths, and in summer, beautiful flowers. Let's go for a walk through the trees, Mary. When we first met, you used to tell me how you loved math and hoped that you could solve the world's problems through mathematics. That was a wonderful dream, and you truly have a talent for solving problems. We do sometimes get stumped by the simplest things. And sometimes we need to take a rest and try something different so that we can see problems with fresh eyes and maybe get some new ideas. Some of the best ideas come when you least expect them, when you are not even thinking about them. Sometimes we need to change our routine a little and you have been working so hard. We all need to rest from time to time, said Miss Ross. I don't think my dad would agree with that, Mary said. Oh, I'm sure he would. He is one of the most creative people I have ever met, and we all just want to give you the opportunity to live your dreams, no matter what they are. You have a talent and a love for math, but you are smart enough to do whatever you set your mind to. Over the following days and weeks, Mary and Miss Ross would go for walks, visit art galleries, museums, see movies at the Cineplex, or sometimes just sit and listen to music, even the music that Mary liked. Sometimes Miss Ross would send her home with a book to read or allow her the time to do whatever she pleased. After a few weeks, Miss Ross asked Mary how she was doing. During their previous meetings, they didn't talk about Mary's dreams or lack thereof and focused only on the activity they had planned for the day. I think maybe you were right. I was kind of bored and these last couple of weeks have been great. My dad even changed our breakfast in the morning Mary said with more energy than before. Mary continued, when I was listening to music, I just suddenly realized that I want to see more of the world like my brother, maybe have adventures, do something more. Then his latest postcard came and he said that he was going back to school, that traveling was fun and changed his perspective on many things. But it was time for him to return to his studies. 
He thinks he can use his education to help the people he met when traveling. But when I went for a walk with Hilbert, another idea came to me. I realized that I still love math. And maybe math can help me to see the world. Well, I think you have found the solution to your problem. You don't need to have just one dream or one way to realize your dream. You can do many things. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. From now on, whenever you feel you have lost your dream, take a break, rest, and try some new things. You might find that that is just what you need. And if you discover something new, then that's okay too. Mary took these words to heart and realized that it was very true. And that's the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>